baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What is going on? You are listening, watching Tags Live talk about gay sex, the live version. It's Wednesday night. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you? Hello, darling. I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good, really good on this good. hump day. Yeah, this is episode, I don't know if I said it, but it's episode 307, and we're really excited in a little bit here, midway through the show, we're bringing on a special guest. I love when we have special guests, Cody. Me and too. Yeah, we've got- They always uh, bring so set, much insight. They really do. And so we've got Court Vox coming on the show, who's a sex and intimacy coach, and uh, we just met him a few minutes ago, and I think he's going to deliver. He's in Palm Springs in a current retreat, so can't wait for all I that. I know, right? <laughs> I want to oh, be in Palm God. Springs. It's getting cold here. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we've got to talk. Uh, we use our time wisely, and yes, I'm really excited. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm really excited to announce that we've got new merch. I'm talking about merchandise in time Woo! for the holidays. Finally, you know, we're about to celebrate five years next February of doing Tags Podcast. And we finally have a merch store and you can get everything from tanks to tees to hoodies. You can get your morning Joe coffee mug, everything nice. in between. Yeah. And what I really like about it is we've got our three colors. We've got our vibrant blue, purple, mm -hmm. and, and white on white over black of tags oh, podcast. Cool. And it, I was, I ordered some things. You guys can go to tags podcast right now and click on tags merchandise and from now till the 18th of october you can get up to 30 percent off so now's the time you want to get it and get nice. some really i ordered a couple of things myself really cool vibrant colors and it's interesting cody because you know the show used to be called talk about gay sex yeah and the whole logo and everything was in that vein and now when, when i realized hey the acronym's tags that's so cool yeah. Tags positive. I just think that people are going to want to wear that and it's going to be a conversation starter or if oh, nothing sure. else, you'll be like, hey, I listened to that show and <laughs> you'll, you'll either you get know, that. You know. Yeah, you know, you know, or it will be like, hey, what's Tags podcast? And then you can go right into it or be like, don't worry about it. If, it, if you know, it's like somebody that's not going to get it and like, just be like, don't worry about it. <laughs> when are we getting one with my face on it though that's what i want to know 
after 10 years we'll get that down the road yeah but you got a ways to go you got to do a little bit more time uh, in, in podcast penetrary yes exactly but check that out go to tagspodcast.com and click on tags merch and you will get yourself some cool merch all right well you know we love it when people write back into the show and talk back because our mugs are always talking about everything here Amen. and you know we have That's we were right. talking we were talking the other day about this TikTok doctor that essentially yes. has gone on record to say that just when a man sleeps with another man, it doesn't essentially mean that he's gay. He's he's not necessarily he's just sleeping with a man. And we got into a whole conversation. That's episode three hundred and six. And sinfully good wrote into us on instagram and said he really enjoyed the conversation and he wanted to share his thoughts on straight guys sleeping with other guys he writes i don't think who you sleep with has anything to do with your sexuality yes it is a part of it but i think sexuality is deeper than that it's a mental physical and spiritual thing Lots mm, of gay guys have or do sleep with women, but we don't label them as straight, but get mad. We're quick to label a straight, but we are also quick to label a straight guy gay if he hooks up with another guy. And so he just wanted to share his two cents on that topic. Yeah. It's, it adds and another I love layer that he, to it. It is, and I really agree with, with that theory because I was sharing with you guys on Tech's podcast that my friend who when we had sniffies the eli from sniffies.com on last yeah, week so they have yeah so sweet and they had a whole they have a whole section on there for people that don't identify as gay but want to hey explore having sex with men and so mm -hmm. i don't think it's it's label less when you go that route and i think yeah yeah i don't think it's gay sex it's just sex Otherwise, why would we have, I, and, and it can come in all layers. We were all telling mm -hmm. our coming out stories the other day, and when and if we do come out, it doesn't matter, and how President Biden even stated how we support everybody, whether or not you actually come out on a small, large level, or not at all, and I agree with that. Sex I agree is with sex. That too. Yeah. Because it's about exploration, and yeah. if you if you want to explore your sexuality, then that's entirely up to you. That's your decision as long as you do it as consensually and safely. And I think that once you label, you have to label yourself. You can't allow somebody else to label you. So I agree right. with what he says. So absolutely. Well, in in the name of following up on news, we definitely <laughs> had to follow up with, you know, you and I were talking recently about Dancing yes. with the Stars and how they have two women as partners, Jojo Siwa, uh -huh. who is, I sent, she's essentially bisexual, correct? I'm not quite sure. I could look it up really quick. Yeah, I think she is. But look it up just to confirm so we don't put it out there. And she's dancing with another woman. She's in a long-term relationship with a woman, though. That is for sure. And she's partnered up with a woman on Dancing with the Stars, which, of course, we all know is on ABC or the larger parent company, Disney. And you and I were having a previous conversation on how we thought it's really interesting how they chose women first because would america accept two men much less two men of say of color and 
and the fact that they chose Jojo, who's who mm-hmm. is in a sense She's very sexual, by the way. Okay. Pansexual, thanks for that clarity. Mm-hmm. And we thought, will they ever get to the point where they have two men? And we both yes. were like, eh, maybe, maybe in another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, out comes a story you send me from Leave It to Our British Counterparts, Strictly Come Dancing, which is a BBC waltz kind of show. How would you describe it? It's kind of like Dancing with the Stars, essentially, it's right? It's kind of like Dancing with the Stars, basically, but they call it Strictly Come Dancing. And uh, when I saw it, I had to send it to you because I was like, we were just talking about this. And this is so beautiful and amazing. But continue with what you were saying. Yeah, so the 19th season of BBC's hit reality dance competition, Strictly Come Dancing, is giving us all the queer feels we've been all wanting. And last Saturday night's most recent episode had all the dance pros gathered together to serve a period drama elegance in a special opening routine to actually Taylor Swift's classic tracks, Lover and Love Story. Johannes Radibi, who is currently competing with Great British British Bake Off, John Mm -hmm. Waits in the competition, and John Waits, sorry, British Big Fs, John Waite in the competition, they both stole the show when they arrived to the Strictly Ballroom and started dancing the waltz with Kai Riddington. And at the end of the routine, Radibi got so emotional with the whole thing. You showed me this on mm-hmm. Instagram, and I it was so beautiful to see these two men... It was so beautiful. Uh, it was so beautiful, right? And here yes. we were, and a person of color, too. I know. It was so touching and moving. And I was literally saying that this wasn't ever. And then here we are. Literally, I, not even two weeks after I said it wasn't going to be possible, they came, strictly came dancing, said, I'm proving you wrong, Cody. So I'm, I'm, so happy i'm so ecstatic that they they are allowing us to express ourselves in this in this manner and kind of just normalizing two men dancing together on television i never thought i would see it so yeah why is it a shout out to our uk counterparts over there across the pond because leave it to them we were just (laughs) talking about this and then they not only put two men beautifully choreographed this number but then a person of color but you know it's they're not the only one uk's drag race the current season right do you love how i'm pulling this out right now cody you better do it i mean (laughs) currently has a contestant with a cis woman in drag and and the funny thing about that story is i was watching watch what happens live last night with shangela do you remember Shangela? Yep, yep. I remember her, yep. Just That's like Angela, Shangela. <laughs> and I was watching her. She was fierce. And she was, and Andy asked her, what do you think of Drag Race UK having the first cis woman in drag? And, he, and Andy was, Andy, a gay man, was really mm-hmm. shocked and surprised. Like, how is that drag? He questioned her. And she said, honey, it is drag. Whenever it becomes drag with the makeup and the eyebrows but it's all about performing going on to perform and i remember watching drag race when they had celebrities do it and they had women 
Lonnie Love and Vanessa Williams. And Vanessa Williams, of course, took the crown. And it is drag. Of course she did. And so (laughs) I think, wow, leave it to the UK to always be one step ahead of the curve, uh, even ahead of us, right? In some ways. I know. Can you believe it? But I I knew Victoria Scone. That's the the AFAB drag queen. Yeah. That was on on the UK drag race. I, I knew she was so talented and amazing. And I'm so happy for her, but I don't. I didn't want to ruin anything because they have started the season already, and I don't want to tell you what happened. So I know. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we have time for one more topic, which I know we weren't going to talk about this one, but Daniel Craig apparently loves gay bars, and you know what? I just saw No Time to Die, and that was an amazing three hours of my life i have to say and cody i am not one to sit in a movie that long it was brilliant and it's his last time in the film he was so good but daniel craig has been quoted as saying i've been going to gay bars for as long as i can remember one of the reasons is because i don't get into fights in gay bars that often because the aggressive dick swinging in hetero bars I just got very sick of it as a kid because it was like, I don't want to end up eating in a punch up. And I did. That would happen quite a lot, he said. And it would just be a good place to go. Everybody, he says, was chill. Everybody, he says. You didn't really have to sort of state your sexuality. It was okay. And it was a very safe place to be, he wrote. Lastly, he said, and I could meet girls there because there are a lot of girls there for exactly the same reason I was there. It was kind of an ulterior motive. <laughs> I love his honesty on that. I think that's so awesome, right? <laughs> I mean, just because I love 007. It's a hundred percent. He's and I love it when my straight counterparts are in the bars. I'm not one of those, you know, a lot of people have problems with that. And to me, it's Mm -hmm. like, no, how, if there are, it just means they're accepting of us. I think it's like wonderful. I think we should make room for our allies. And especially that's how tolerance grows. So, and how grows and how people start loving one another and exploration grows. It's just how, it's just how we we start to love one another more and more and more. So I agree that we should let everybody into the gay bars, open up the doors as long as they're not causing problems. I mean, you're right, not. and so, and you know that could be a whole issue. <laughs> I need to put and we that caveat in there. <laughs> we've talked about it on the show before, and I think you know you and I go to a, a cruise bar here occasionally. Uh-huh. You might not as much anymore what? since you're in a relationship, <laughs> but it is called the cock and. I probably, I definitely Let's wouldn't go. bring my straight counterparts there per, okay. per se, just because yeah, I think either. that it's very hyper cruising sex. Um, but there's other bars like the Eagle Bar that I know a lot of the stalwart BDSM community often are like, no, it's a men's leather bar. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a leather women's community that are all into BDSM too. And as long as they're not throwing their you know they're Birkin on the on the bar and Swinging screaming at the round. <laughs> I mean, then which is their version of a dig, right? A Birkin bag. <laughs> then I think I don't have a problem. But yes, yeah, it doesn't really you. bother me too much. I think we get all into it. But it is time to bring on our special guest, Court Vox. Go ahead and grab 
us. But as you are our special guest today. Hi, Court. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining the show. We were so great to hear about your work. And, you know, we've had other people that I'm not sure you're a sex and intimacy consultant and you own your own company called The Court Vox. It's, Tell it's us a little the, bit about The Body Vox. The Body Vox. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, how you even got into working in, the, in your work. Yeah, so I um, I worked for a long time in, in corporate. So I worked for companies like Yahoo and um, a company called Maker Studios, which was acquired by Disney. And um, towards the end of my career there, I started to dabble in um, shibari rope bondage. And um, one of the women that I was um, practicing with um, was a psychotherapist. And I said, you know, I really want to get out of this world that I'm in. And she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be a sex coach or a sex therapist, but not one that just talks to people. Um, I want to be a, a sex therapist that like helps people learn through their body and, and through touch and, and body-based things. And, and I said, I don't even know that it exists. And she said, um, have you heard of sexological body work? And I said, no. And um, I, as soon as I left her house, I went to my car and I Googled it and um, Within like I think a week, I was signed up for that training, and so I spent um, about two years um, learning um, and kind of adding. In that time, I also became a, a surrogate partner intern, um, which I'm still doing to this day. Um, I got better at shibari rope bondage, um, <laughs> which I love, by the way. I, yeah. Yes. So um, my skills are are really varied and pretty vast. Um, Mm -hmm. But I pull from a lot of different modalities in my work. So somatic sex education being one, sexological body work, um, Tantra um, and BDSM are all things that I pull from in, in, my, in my work. So nice. So nice. And yeah. you talk so much about the body in that last statement. How important do you think, in your opinion, is loving your body and body positivity in, in your work? You know, I think that's such a tricky question right now. It's like a little bit triggering, actually, because, oh, okay. um, you know, we, we say it's it's kind of gone overboard a little bit, like love your body and you have to have all this body acceptance. And then there's this feeling of, of like, well, I don't love my body today and I, I don't accept my body today. And like, oh, shit, I'm not doing the right thing again. Right. And so right. I think it's like having a sensitivity around your body um, and a little bit of like removing the lens a little bit. So removing the mirror for a second and kind of feeling into where you find pleasure in your body and can you find pleasure in receiving touch and things like that. And then it's a, a matter of putting the mirror back um, and looking at yourself and going, wow, this is a beautiful body. I mean, I would love to tell you that I have, you know, a complete body self-acceptance every day, all day. And yeah. it's just not true. I right. I still struggle. I have body dysmorphia. I have all the things. Mm -hmm. And there are moments where I, I see my body and I think, wow, what a beautiful um, outer expression of who I am and a beautiful expression of all the work that I put into it, how I move, how I receive mm -hmm. and um receive touch and receive pleasure through this body. And so coming from a place of gratitude as well. And then there are days where I'm like, I need to lose five pounds in my midsection, you know? Yeah. So 
I think it's more of like um, it's like a rolling conversation. Um, yes, it's true. It's like it's like that meditation process where you're like, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be breathing. Fuck, I'm not breathing. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> You know, like you're like, like right? judging your breathing, yeah, and it's right. like it's, yeah. it's similar, right? So it's like, can you love yourself and also not judge it so hard when you're having some sticky feelings about it? Yeah. So if therapy, like you were talking about a minute ago, is all about talk, and we, I'm big proponents of just gen, general mental therapy your work is a lot more about the body and it's gotten a little bit of controversy because it's not sex work but mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit of how you work with your clients and maybe some misperceptions conceptions about sex like it's sex work well i'm going to put a reframe around sex work and say that um, all people working with sex are sex workers including the higher echelons of sex therapists who um, are just speaking with sex or, or talk therapy. I would put them in the same category. Um, okay. And, you know, don't get me started on the hierarchy of whores because that could take me into a complete other discussion. Um, okay. <laughs> hierarchy of whores. Oh, I love that. Okay. I would love to, but yeah, no. <laughs> Nothing, we don't have enough time. Like, um, you know, talk Talk therapy is is really valuable, and I encourage all my clients to explore talk therapy with licensed therapists. And also, a lot of my work um, has to do with exploration in body and touch. And then we have a lot of processing around it. So there's still talking involved. It's just that you know sometimes you you talk about something so much, and you're just like, I'm done. I'm done talking about that time you know, when I was 13 and I got teased on, you know, and I'm done talking about all the exes that have ruined my life. And, you know, when we talk about traumas in our culture, we think about trauma as that experience that happened to us. It was the car accident, yeah. it was the molestation, it was the rape, um, it was the cultural incident. But really the, the trauma is what's been stored in our body. And right. as a culture, we also, um, we don't encourage people to release, right? Even with orgasm, we're like, you go masturbate in your bedroom and you be quiet and I don't want to hear you and do it in the dark. And um, yeah, if you have a release, nobody wants to know about it. <laughs> right. And, and similarly, <laughs> you know, from the time we're really little, it's like, you know, sit still. Don't shake. You know, if you yeah. shake, you're weird. You're crying. You're too emotional. What are be you doing? Quiet. Yeah. Be quiet. All the things. And, you know, those are... Um, those are real ways that the body processes trauma and releases, right? It's like pent up energy. So when you're sitting there still all day long and you're not moving and you're not conscious of your breath and you are encouraged to be silent, you know, there's a lot of stuff that gets stuck in there. And so a lot of my work is reintroducing those things in a way that it gives permission, right? So, you know, gives permission to moving, gives permission to breathing, gives permission to, for you to ask for what you want. So mm -hmm. when I'm doing body work, which is um, sexological body work, it's not a passive receiving. So you might um, receive a massage and you just lay there and you starfish, right? Which is like, right. you, you do me. Yeah. And this, I'm, I'm actually encouraging people to move, to find resistance and touch to ask for a specific touch that they want. 
Um, I do a lot of exploration in sensation play. Um, you know, so people experience sensations they've never experienced before, whether that's really feather light touch all the way to something that's more impactful, um, like a flogger or a paddle um, or a hand. Um, and, you know, if we wanted to create a framework around it uh, or a narrative, we might start to include power dynamics, right? That might be interesting. And mm -hmm. we don't have to, like sensation, if we take the narrative away, is simply just sensation. So if somebody's like, I'm not into power dynamics, I don't wanna be dominated. I, you know, I don't wanna be submissive. It's like, okay, great. Does this feel good for you? Does it feel good to be spanked? Does it feel good to have a feather, you know, lightly tracing your body? And if the answer is yes, then great. There's um, something that you've found that's a pathway into your own pleasure that you didn't know before. I love that it sounds like you could go towards trauma, but you don't have to go that far back. You can go towards just, I was reading somewhere, I think on your website, that if you found yourself always being the submissive or always being the dominant, what if that's like the recurring theme in your sex world, how do you, do you work with people on exploring, like I find myself always just because I created the narrative for myself and it's true that I'm always typically the bottom, but I wouldn't mind exploring at 50 now being the top. And so do you work with like that other side and how to get there? Yeah, I think, you know, oftentimes the thing that we've avoided or the thing that is scary for us is oftentimes where like a, like a, a lust or like, um, a I hate the word juicy, but I'm going to use it. I really hate it. <laughs> I love it. Use it. I, I, I was going to say, I kind of like it. I just got, I just got like juicy where, from you saying it. You just got juicy. <laughs> no, it is, it is where there's juice, right? So it's that thing that kind of scares us that is also like a curiosity. You know, that's where like actual work is for you, right? And so mm -hmm. what I would say to you is find someone who is not a fuck buddy and who is not a potential lover or a potential mate for you, but someone who is like a practice friend, you know, and really like set that container like, hey, I am interested in being a top. Would you be interested in practicing with me? I don't know how it's going to go. I might fail. I might not really like it. Will you hold space with me enough to let me practice? And is there anything that you want to practice? Like maybe you're practicing via bottom. And that's interesting for you. Or maybe you're practicing and just simply receiving. You know, um, we get so uh, so caught up in top and bottom and penetrative yeah. sex that we kind of like forget that there's like a whole other world um, that's possible. And you know, penetrative sex is doesn't last that long. You yeah. know, it can last. You know, the average sex in America is like seven to twelve or fifteen minutes, something like that. Um, not really long. No. Yeah. And Court, I love that you said that. That's great advice. There's somebody in my gym, in my building that I'm going to apply that to that fits Your into that category. Buddy, right? Yes, I know. I'm, I'm really, we, we just exchanged numbers and I'm going to suggest that. I will let you know how it goes. But Cody, Please you had a question it. because you're in a relationship yes. and I know you wanted yes. to ask this question before. So yeah. as Steve just mentioned, I'm in a relatively new relationship. We met during the pandemic. It was, right. It's been amazing, but I am really interested in your opinion on how to keep that sexual spark going through the course of the relationship. What are your thoughts on that? 
You know, I think it's like a, a willingness, A, to keep it going. Um, I think there's also like taking it out of your house um, is oh, important. Okay. Right? You know, if you're always having sex in the same place, you're going to get into that routine, right? And if yeah. you're always like the same place, same time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get stale really quickly. But, you know, so if the bedroom is con your constant, that's a mm -hmm. wonderful go-to. It's a dependable pleasure. Nice job. Yes. And then, you know, if there's other rooms in your house, like a kitchen or a dining room table or couch okay. or the floor, you know, you might like make an invitation to do something there. There's so also like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, eating this all up. Can you call my boyfriend? No, go ahead, <laughs> continue. <laughs> like, get, out of, get out of town, you know, plan a staycation. You guys are in New York. I sometimes I, I live in Los Angeles and, you know, LA has so many different neighborhoods. Absolutely. Sometimes I'll book a hotel in Santa Monica or in downtown LA yeah, or Pasadena, yeah. which is 30 minutes from where we live, but it's, you know, it feels like a world of difference. And, you know, we're eating at restaurants we don't normally eat at. I might create a scene for my partner that's really like site specific. Um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So that's like one way. I also like invite your partner to, to, to try new things with you. You know, yeah. play. invite your partner to play with you. Um, I was just in a session with someone today and I said, what do you want to work on today? What do you want this session to be about? And they said, I want to fight. Oh. So we wrestled for about 40 minutes. Oh, I love that too. I am. Oh, that's one of my favorite things too. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. a lot of, you know, tension and a lot of throwing around and, you know, pushing and, you know, really holding, right? And mm -hmm. um, tension and release, which builds so much in the body that when there is a release at the end of any kind, yeah. it's mm -hmm. really big. And so, yeah. you know, getting out of the routine a little bit in terms of like, I'll refer to it as like a pathway to pleasure for you, right? Okay. If you're always going down the, we make out and then we give a little head and then we, you know, he eats my ass and then we fuck. It's like, yeah. we know that, we know that script. So, you know, finding new ways to, to get into it, to start is important. And I think a big part of that is willingness. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, if you're going to throw the ball to your partner for that, they have to be willing to say, I caught it. Let's do this. Fabulous. And, you have and Kurt, we only have so much time with you, but we want to let you let people know, I mean, you're obviously in Palm Springs working in a retreat. You do a lot of deeper work. I imagine a lot of your work in LA is one-on-one, -on -one, but have you embraced virtual and can people do virtual sessions with you since the pandemic? I don't do virtual sessions. I am okay. doing um, I am doing a group men's workshop in Mar the first week of March next year. Um, so that's on my website. Um, so people can find that. Um, I do individual work one-on-one -on -one with people mostly. I also work with women. Um, so okay. when I'm not working with gay men and gay couples, I'm working with straight women and straight couples, um, oh. which is very interesting in, in itself. Um, <laughs> how I got here, I don't know. And I love it. I love that. Um, all, in per, all in person though, right? Not, yes. not, nothing's yeah. on. 
if if I offer something online, it will be it won't be until next year. Okay, okay. all right. And we can follow you on Instagram, which I love your Instagram at Court Vox. Uh, it's quotes, beautiful imagery. Um, can we ask, are you single? It looks like you're partnered up. I, I have a partner. You have beautiful pictures of the two of you. And I love your, I was like, where was his Instagram all along? It's, I love a nice, you know, when somebody does a really good, nice combination of quotes, your beautiful body, your, you and your husband, boyfriend, whatever it is. Boyfriend, yeah. yeah boyfriend. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, and, I, I, takes a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. That's right. And the website is thebodyvoxcorrect.com. Thebodyvox yeah. All right. We will keep up with you and with everything. I know you're in a session uh, right now, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Core. It's Having been a pleasure. It. Yeah, you absolutely. Too. Good luck with your, your new relationship. Thank you so much. We might be calling you very soon, just so you know. You might have a new client. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in New York in, in December. Oh, we'd love to meet nice. you then. Absolutely. Pop in. We'll do a live session here. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, a live <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing again? Oh, That's my God. I mean. Yes. I would love to meet you in person. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Bye, Absolutely. Guys. All right. Thank bye bye. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard, so swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Wow, that was really awesome. So much fun. I know. I love it. All right. So good. Do you love how I threw in your relationship? I know, right? <laughs> You're like, let me just throw Cody underneath this bus. And I'm like, oh, okay. No, right, cool. no. But I'm I mean, under I the really... bus. Let me roll I, with it. <laughs> I am really, uh, I loved what he was saying. You know, he said a hotel in your neck of the woods. And the thing yes. is, now with Airbnb, you really could just get a two night stay in queens or or wherever no, <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not trying to do I that know, i know to. but you know what i'm saying airbnb makes it so easy now and you could like pretend like you're in this other world and freshen up the whole routine i find in a lot of relationships that i've been in the sex is is great and it's something that the two of us were drawn to whether I was a really good bottom and mm -hmm. then it maybe it matured to something a little more intense, like fisting or something like that. But it was still like I was the submissive, but maybe the time of day would was always the same. And I think you have to kind of talk about up. these things and mix it up. Otherwise, if, particularly if one is a little bit more dominant and one's a little bit more submissive and that could be the top or bottom. It doesn't even have to, it could be reversed that 
you can just find yourself going in that same pattern because a lot of signs like astrological signs people Mm -hmm. they like tried and true and until they don't right until then all of a sudden they're like yeah i need something new yeah yeah i get get what you're saying so i it just it it takes a lot of work like he said to to keep things alive and to keep things growing as people because we're we're human beings we're all growing and 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 desiring new experiences so that takes work so yeah and i love it's it's funny because yeah and the there there is a guy that i've hooked up with that lives in my building that we saw each other in the gym i went a little later yesterday into the gym Mm-hmm. And he's sexy. We've had, he likes my dick. Hey, and send me a picture afterwards. <laughs> I, if I have it, but I think he would be somebody that I could take that advice that Court gave me of yeah. saying, hey, would you be willing to be my, my, my lab experiment, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> as a top? Not. Not the dead I, I know frog. he would. I know <laughs> not the dead frog. No, <laughs> no. Can you imagine? I know, right? Um, and kind I mean, of try that say out. Star fishing. So there, he did that. say star fishing. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. More to come on that. All right. We have got a couple more topics to throw at you. And you remember the other day we were talking about California putting up a potential law of what we were calling stealthing. And that's the act of removing a condom during sex without the other partners knowing about it. And we are happy to announce that it actually went into effect. So California's Governor Gavin Newsom signed several laws over the past week, making the state the first to outlaw non-consensual removal of a condom during sex, known as stealthing, as well as passing the first law in the U.S. that requires large department stores to display items like toys and child care items in gender-neutral ways. I nice. love this. Newsom signed the anti-stealthing bill Thursday of last week. Of last week, the law makes it a civil offense for someone to remove a condom without their sexual partner's consent. Wow. For a majority of people, quote, it's like, yeah, it makes sense that this is immoral and it should be illegal, said State Assembly sure. Member Christina Garcia, who sponsored the bill, according to NPR. A lot of people told me I can't believe it's not already illegal. Me either. Right? Me too. And that, uh, that's a great one. We, we broke it down on a recent episode. But what do you think of the whole thing about having gender-neutral toy sections? I think that would be so important. I mean, there's plenty of parents, modern-day parents, that let their kids play with, like, if they go towards Barbie or yeah. dolls and they're a boy or if it's a, a girl. I think... This is kind of cool. Like we get so caught up in, I remember it was the Sears catalog. And I'm dating myself here. The Sears catalog. (laughs) And it was almost like. The what? Where? I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. (laughs) It was this huge catalog. And I would, of course, as I was an adolescent, skip to the underwear section. And I'm talking Fruit of the Loom. (laughs) And want to jerk off to that section because it was like sexy and hot. But there was always a toy section. And every Christmas I would be like, yay. 
And it was like this huge thing. And I would be like circling all the things that I wanted to put on my Christmas list. But it was okay. always boys section, girls section. But yeah. rest not, be not... You know that I looked at the girls' section. I'm, the, <laughs> yeah, and, I need a, I need an easy bake easy bake oven in my life when I was a kid. Easy I don't know bake oven. <laughs> you know that would be outlawed today because heaven forbid you burn up the house. I practically burn up my own house. Somebody, we had you guys came over to record an, You guys came over to record an episode recently, and our, Lincoln was like, "What's that gas smell?" And I was like, "Oh shoot, I was making omelets yesterday," and I. I left the gas on low and it had been on for over 24 hours and i know i'm surprised that my body he's trying to murder us (laughs) so maybe i do need an easy bake oven yeah yeah no those were (laughs) definitely death traps back in the day but i think it would have helped my growth as a human being and growing into my sexual you know, if things were gender neutral back in the day. So, because I definitely wanted to play with all the, I played with my sister's <laughs> Barbies. I played with the, I played with everything, but in like, I had, feel like I had to be secretive about it, which is not right. a, good, a good feeling to have growing up as a child. I chewed my, my sister's uh, doll feet off too. I don't, I, I don't know if it's a nervous condition. I don't know what it was, but. So do you have like a foot fetish now because you were chewing on it? <laughs> Ask Joe. I do. Yes, oh, I okay. Do. <laughs> you've, you've advanced into male feet. Hey, and hey, at least they're still hey. on him. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, is, not a, he is not a Chucky doll and <laughs> will not be. It would be funny if for Halloween he went as Chucky and you were, you know, um, Tilly, whatever her name is, the bride of Chucky. Tilly. That Tilly, what's her name? Not Jennifer Meg Tilly. Tilly. Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of the fun. Bride of Chucky. All right. Well, you know, rest assured that we have this whole other topic. We didn't know how long we had our special guest, and we are yes. next week talking all about the recent episodes of Dave, the Dave Chappelle. Netflix special, and we're going we're into even deeper it. conversations about the NFL coach from the Raiders on how he was fired. We wanted to go into a little bit deeper. We we knew we didn't have time, but we will next exactly. week for sure. And it might be the whole that, show. It might be the whole show, and that brings <laughs> up up to our favorite topic. It's called Thirsty Thursday Thirst yes. Trap. And there are some good ones. It's this week. It's our job. It's our oh, favorite segment so to descriptively describe in detail why this week it's straight up gay porns, 16 gay porn stars or only fan sensations. And our job is to, since we're an audio podcast, to descriptively describe why we like them. But I will post this mm-hmm. on textpodcast.com in the morning when this comes out and you can weigh in as well. But Cody, who was your favorite? Okay, I'm going to go first. All right, sounds good to me. So my favorite (laughs) was Kane Fox. All right, I had two favorites, but I'm going to get into it. Are you ready? So I'm ready. He's in somebody's gym's bathroom. I don't know what gym it is. It doesn't matter, right? But it immediately, it took me back to when I used to hook up in the showers and and the sauna in the gym, because... It I could smell the smells. It was amazing. Yeah. So, yep. And he's got a mask on. He's got a hat on. He, 
both. And then he turns around and slowly and seductively pulls down his pants to reveal this gorgeous ass. And you know, ass, you know, I'm an ass man. Yes. Do, are you there? Are you with me? Yes. No, it's, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> and, but, but what really made my vote, because I told you I had two, right? What really made me vote for him was I did my research. I did what you normally do. I went to his Twitter and I investigated mm -hmm. his Twitter and he is such a beautiful See? man. Sometimes it takes a little bit of extra research. It does. It does. Because it was between him and Steve Ricks. Interesting. I liked, yeah, there was a, real, a lot of great ones on here, obviously. Sure. Oh, yeah. Including Raheem Shabazz. Raheem Shabazz. And his boyfriend, Italo, who I have, uh, well, his uh, his boyfriend is Elijah, I think. But uh, Italo Andrade was on here as well, who's always amazing. Yeah. But, you know, mine really comes to somebody that goes by Aiden Ward. He, oh. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Aiden at Aiden Triple X Ward. And it was this video of him. First of all, he looks kind of Clark Kent leaning against with glasses on. And the caption is editing after the gym always makes me revved up. I couldn't help but relate to after the gym because you know a lot of the things that we do on this show i have to get repackage and mm -hmm. i'm often running from the gym and doing something and you know the gym can make you horny it revs up all of that oh, testosterone yeah. and we have to prepare for topics we, our whole show is about gay sex so oftentimes i can get a little distracted and i'm imagining that aiden is probably editing for his only fans page and he's yep. jerking off his cock um, in the background and slapping it against his stomach as I'm watching it now. And it's really thick. And I can get, and you can hear him. I don't know if he lives in New York, but you can totally hear the horns in the background like you can often hear really? in mine when I open up my windows because I'm on a major boulevard in New York yeah. City. And that vibe i totally get the vibe that he is aware that it, he literally came from the gym and he's going right into work mode often you know when you work for yourselves the lines are blurred on you're working at all different freaking hours it's not like one big eight hour shift and if you just came from the gym you might be horny and stimulated and so to me that he gets my aiden ward gets my vote for this week's Really Thirst hot. trap a Thursday, thanks to straight up gay porn, and yeah, I'm I'm for it. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> well, that is our show for um, now. The, I'm revved up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, don't forget to check out our brand new merchandise. I'm so excited about it. It you can go to tagspodcast.com, click on tags merchandise. And you'll see all the things that we have to offer. And do it now up until the 18th of this month because you'll get up to 30% off on all kinds of things, tags, merch, including tank tops, tees, mugs, and so on and so forth. So I really, but it will be there for the long haul. Great Christmas presents. Nice. If you know Can't somebody that loves mine. tags. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank my co-host, Cody Maurice Doggett. You can follow him Aww. at... 
Mr. Maurice on Instagram at Mr. Maurice, or he's a life coach at KMD Coaching. KMD Coaching. We want to thank our special guest, Court Vox of of I want to get this right. The Vox. The Body Vox. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Awesome. I will all links will be up on tagspodcast.com and show notes tomorrow. And follow us at Tags Podcast. And don't forget, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex. Yes. <laughs> baseball fans, Bet MGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for Bet MGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard, so swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.